Hey, this is Bob Chichinsky from the Red Diamond Courier, and you're listening to the Download Weekly Gaming News. Robots Radio presents... Rated M for Mature. She feeling weird today, folks. Alrighty, Roo now. <laughs> uh, I'm worried. She's coming to California, bringing that weirdness back. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to hear how acts, because in my head, that sounds really deep. Um, but I'm sure I'm going to listen to it. It's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the download weekly gaming news. I am your glorious, majestic lion of a host, Jameson. And I am your apparently very odd right now and goofy goose host, Brenna. Yeah, the goofy goofs. I like it. <gasps> I love that. <laughs> I love uh, it. So weird. It's going to be a weird one today, folks. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back. Episode two of year two. In case you uh, forgot. Or haven't listened yet. We are following a new format. We do some news. We have a guest. Some fun. We do some more news. And then we're all done. We really see from this prison. Mm-hmm. So this week's chat room guest is Bob from the Red Diamond Courier podcast. A Elder Scrolls online podcast. So that's coming up after big news in gaming. Also, we are sponsored by Loot Crate now. We have a link in the description. Use the code ROBOTSRADIO with the link. Otherwise, it won't work. And you get 15% off. Ordered a loot crate two weeks ago. Supposed to come like around July 4th. So I'll be opening that on stream and showing it off to you guys. Also probably give away some of the stuff too because that's fun. Also, you probably want that many knickknacks. I want knickknacks. I just don't have anywhere to put them right now. Yeah. I have a lot of knickknacks though to begin with. Woo! This is gonna be a this is gonna be a doozy this week. All right. Big news in gaming. Last of Us 2 came out. So, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about Last of Us 2, please skip forward. We're gonna give all the spoilers because there's just no way you can't in reviewing this game. There, there's no way we can not mention them discovering the reviews. So if you don't want to listen, I would skip forward probably about five, ten minutes. Yeah, that's then, a big talk. And then you could work your way backwards from there. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you've been sufficiently warned. <clears throat> reviews? Mixed. Reviews have been mixed. I say you can split them up into two things and then it makes it not mixed. You can split it up into the circle jerk that is all the Metacritics that have been paid and then all the people that have actually played the game, you know, the consumers that love the series. Which, you know, that's usually the way it goes when it comes to like controversial movies or TV shows, things like that. You know, the critics always lean one way and then the audience always leans another. So generally when it comes, when it gets to that point, I usually assume the score, the real score, is probably somewhere in the middle. 
uh, because the critics are, you know, looking at it differently than most people. And then the fans are looking at it from the fan experience. So I love when I watch, I was going to say, I love when I go to look up a movie and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 5%. And then on like the Google users, it's got like a 90. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Like IMDb. Yes. It's, it's very odd. I I have to say movie critics, super out of touch with what people like. Uh, But that's also kind of expected because there's some movies out there that people just flat out don't like. And even I've watched some movies and I'm like, that was phenomenal. But people are like, you know, that's a terrible movie. Why I'm not going to waste my time watching that. Like Jojo Rabbit. I absolutely love Jojo Rabbit. And that's not a normal, like, mainstream consumer film. That was fantastic. I cried. <laughs> so uh, the game launched yesterday. And so all of the Sony Interactive Studios have been uh, posting pictures and posts, you know, congratulating Naughty Dog on releasing their game. Uh, just general camaraderie among sony it came off to me as a little bit of a circle jerk because they all had like artwork like special artwork prepared for it (laughs) that they were they were showing off so it's like okay you didn't you had this prepared yeah exactly like this doesn't this doesn't seem just natural some of the artwork is super cool though i'm not gonna lie like that uh ghost of tsushima and uh ellie one playing the guitar and the flute that's yes I it is that. very cool, but I mean, in contrast with how much the players hate this game, um, it does seem a little odd that everyone's kind of congratulating each other and like popping champagne and whatnot. And everyone else is like, this game is trash. And I know Neil Druckmann has looked at the reviews because he posted a cropped picture showing that they were almost near 20,000 user reviews, but he cropped out the score. So I know he's not happy. I know he's he's seeing this and, you know, so everyone's immediately writing this off as review bombing that they have over 20,000 um, reviews. Did you just get food delivered? Yeah, I did. You asshole. <laughs> I swear to it's God, so if I hear good. you eating that, I'm going to reach over and smack you. Okay, I'm done. Your mic actually didn't pick up a lot of that. I was actually kind of surprised. I'm I'm happy with that. I could see that it was picking up the audio. Okay. So let's uh, let's get started. So overall, the reviews uh, from the critics are putting it in the the 90 range, 92, uh, 91 to 95 seems to be the common score there. Um, and then as far as users go, I think it's down to a three point, well. Nine out of ten is what the red people are saying. So user review is down to like a three point three right now with over twenty one thousand reviews, uh, and it just keeps growing. And so obviously, there's already posts coming out telling people that it's uh, you know getting review bombed, that people are upset about the LGBTQ and all that jazz. And both Brennan and I spend a decent time reading through the reviews, and yeah, the LGBTQ part does pop up, but it's not nearly as prevalent as some of the other comments like i would say maybe five to ten percent of the reviews mention lgbtq i mean it's just a little ridiculous half of it well not half of it but a chunk of people are like you know 
why do they have to be gay? And it's like, well, fucking, because everyone is straight in video games, so why not just have one character and y'all get an uppity about it? But that's well, also like not a story either. It's just it didn't. It's just character development, like, and but apparently it was completely lacking in this game. So, yeah, so that was the, big- the thing that I saw at least when um, you know people were breaking it down. It was like the game is beautiful, the mechanics are fluid, the sound is great, but um, yeah, we hate all the characters, and I don't want to play any of them, and all of them feel like they were just thrown in for no reason. Yeah, and uh, one thing to note too is there was a uh, very strict review embargo on the game up until it released that, you know, no one could post anything about it, let alone uh, the final portions of the game were completely off limits. But so the game is marketed at being 30 hour playthroughs. So people seem upset because they're finishing the game in under 20 hours. So they're saying, you know, where is where is the rest of the game? If you know, you're telling me that the campaign, the story is 30 hours long. Uh, Some people feel like the game just takes you on a random side quest for 10 or 12 hours at one point. And you're just like, what's you know, what's going on? Like, it doesn't feel like it feels detached from the story. Uh, but then, yeah, as Brenna said, it's just it comes down to it comes down to the writing and the the characters uh, that they feel hollow. They don't feel as full out like even uh, people were saying that Ellie just felt flat compared to the first game. And then obviously, you know, the biggest spoilers of all is, uh, you know, Joel dies very early on in the game. And people are absolutely furious and they're not so furious that he's upset because, you know, killing off a main character can really add to plot development and character development. But you have to follow through on that. And people are feeling like they didn't. And then Ellie ends up partnering up with Joel's killer, who she spends the whole game with that you play with. And then she just leaves about them. Yeah, and there's no consequences. You learn nothing about her. And then the other thing people are what, what upset about is you play the whole first game as Joel, and you're like, you know, you're just you're basically reinforcing Joel's stigma of strangers are dangerous. I don't talk to strangers. I don't deal with strangers. You know, it. You know, I go to violence almost if necessary. You know, immediately when it comes to strangers. And then, you know, right in the beginning of this game, he's like, oh, stranger, you know, come and hang out with us. And then he gets killed. And so people feel that this just game is just completely divergent to That's what- the dumbest plot I think I've ever heard. Like, how do you build up a character so much and then completely violate their morals like within the first second of the game? And you you played the original Last of Us. So you can yes, confirm that, right? That Joel yeah. was pretty... Yeah. Neither, neither of us have played the second one. So no. we're just we're basing it off of what other people are saying. We do have a couple close friends that are currently playing the game right now. And so next week we're going to get their take once they finish it. And so we will come back with that and see what they say. They are all diehard Last of Us fans, so their their reviews will carry some weight. But we've still seen some other people like on Twitter, some prominent gamers that are just saying, you know, I just can't play it anymore. Like the story just isn't there, but also there's just such a gross amount of very surreal and realistic violence 
that it's just physically and mentally exhausting to play that they have to take breaks or just stop playing after a time in general like they just they can't you know bash another dog's skull in with a brick they can't shoot another person and listen you know to the sound effects or them screaming and pain and i mean i give credit i give credit for naughty dog for making a more realistic game that really enforces the setting but also at the same time you know that's going to affect players yeah you got to learn to like balance out the violence and it you know if you're going to do that crazy sort make it like a cutscene or make it every once in a while that you see a dog and that happens you know what i mean so that's not every single time apparently the dogs are, apparently the dogs show up all the time that it's yeah. like almost every time you run into a group of people they have a dog with them and so it's like the first thing you have to do is just murder a dog goodbye no one likes hurting animals right i can't imagine the sound effects so um that's all we're really going to say on it for now again we will talk more on it next week we've kind of said the big things um you know it's sounding like to me the scores prop the real score is probably about a five or a six that everything else is there there and i feel like that's kind of being generous just for the fact that it's like a triple a title and it looks good and it plays well but if your whole game is based on storyline then i don't know yeah when when your whole game depends on the story yeah it's that's not that's not good to hear that this many people have issues with the story and again i'm sure there's probably some people just negative dropping negative reviews for the sake of negative reviews but you know at least half these reviews are probably legitimate complaints so we'll see we'll see uh this past week we also had ea play we got to see uh everything come out for ea we got to attend e3 last year and ea play so it was a little sad not being able to go this year because of being canceled for coronavirus um but it is what it is so they announced all sorts of cool stuff he's so underselling it right now one of his favorite things or things that he's been raving about is a fighter star wars and they come out with squadrons and he's just underselling it right now i bet you you were like dying in your seat we'll get there so uh first up apex legends is coming to nintendo switch uh most of the remaining origin games are now coming to steam as well like sims apex legends so the by the end of this year the ea steam crossover will be officially complete everything on EA will be back on Steam. All future games are on Steam. So that's wonderful here. That's another launcher that I can get Steam rid of. Master Race. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. It's just, it's it's not even that it's the only platform. It is just a superior platform. In absolutely every single way, Steam is better. It still has some I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish that they would fix their like mod system. Because the fact that I have to go through like the weirdest menus ever to even look at them, and then they're all just like jumbled together, and they're not like sectioned out. Oh my god, it drives me fucking insane. You just have to learn how to navigate them. You're just a novice. I am not a novice. I have a. I play City Skylines, and Skyrim. Between those two fucking games, I already have like a hundred pages worth of mods. I need sections. They need to be broken down by game. Why aren't they? They are. Are they? 
Because they're just in a fucking jumble pile. Yeah. You go to the games page and you click workshop and it takes you directly to the games workshop. No, I know. I meant mine, the ones that I download. Oh, yeah. When they're downloaded, yeah, they're a mess. Thank you. Call me a mess. novice. No, the pro, the the people's profiles and all the people's stuff is is all a mess. It needs a huge revamp. Uh, so also coming to Switch uh, will be... A, oh, it's different. So um, they're working on, you know, Sims 4, Dead Space 3, Titanfall 2. Those are all coming to Steam, Battlefield 5, all that on Steam. Uh, the creator of It Takes Two, uh, Joseph Ferris, is working on a new game, which is a, uh, oh, I guess it is his new game. It's called It Takes Two, but it's a uh, co-op uh, action-adventure platformer where you play as a young child coming to terms with her parents' divorce. It's a very pretty-looking game. Like, it's it's not something that I would play, but it does. it's very artsy, very pretty. Uh, it does look good, and he's a he's made good games in the past. So I mean, it sounds kind of like a wholesome game, something that could help maybe uh, a kid that is going through that sort of situation. So it seems like a two parter, and I I kind of like the idea of that. You know, yeah. like therapy without going to therapy. Yeah, uh, they also announced Lost and Random, which is like this weird looking like Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland game where the player teams up with a dice to uh, defeat a world that is terrorized by chaos. It's It's got some third-person melee and a little bit of shooting, but it's uh, it's a little odd-looking. It's a little odd-looking. It's got some, co- like, Coraline vibes, you know, that kind of uh, claymation style. We also got A lot to of see weird it. games coming out lately. A like, lot of weird plot lines, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, no one cares about FIFA or Madden. That's just, it's every year, FIFA and Madden. We don't Honestly, need- though, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with this, like, golfing thing. Because I kind of want to play it. Because they released, like, a golf one, right? I didn't see a golf one. Oh, really? All right, I'm going to have to look it up. No. Um, they also announced that uh, for next-gen consoles, they have Battlefield 6 coming next year. Uh, Need for Speed. Why are they still making Need for Speed games? I do not know. It's pretty much the the gaming genre is pretty much dominated by Forza for Xbox, Gran Turismo for PlayStation. And then if you're more of a hardcore racer, you know, there's F1, Project Cars, Dirt, you know, to get you there. Your mic's muted just in case you didn't know. Okay. Um, Additionally. They got this new game called Rocket Arena, which I'm kind of like unsure about, but uh, it's basically like a third person shooter. Like rocket jumping quake kind of fighting game comes out in July. It's kind of unusual looking. I don't know how well it will do. I don't these arena. These weird arena shooters tend to be pretty hit or miss. Yeah, and I, I blame things like like um rocket league and like super like weird sort of like that roller rink game i don't know those like one-off ones that kind of start to do well and then people start to make this weird mashup sort of title and it never really because it's bringing too many aspects from different types of games so it never really goes well yeah 
additionally, uh, Motive announced that they're working on a brand new IP. Um, we, we're not sure what it's going to be yet, but it, they say it's a highly ambitious new game that puts power and creativity in your hands. It looks like it's going to be some sort of third-person platformer. I swear to God, every single time, every time, someone says that. I, every time a new game is coming out, it's like, we put it in your hands. It's massive and creative and powerful. Raw. Like, bro. It's a side-scroller. Can you calm the fuck down? And then, uh, additionally, it has been announced after poof, probably like a decade. Uh, Skate 4 is getting made. Uh, it's entering development, so it's still many years away. But uh, people know it's coming now, and that's that's all it takes for a lot of people. I've actually been playing Skate 3 a lot the past few months. Um, and so I'm excited to see what 4 will be like. You know, graphics will be better. Um, I'm sure the gameplay will pretty much be the same because it's just like, you know, it's more of a realistic game. So, I mean, they'll add moves in there, obviously, that people have been able to do. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool. Hopefully they add a little bit more of a storyline in there because before it was just like, run around, complete these missions, and then you sell more skateboards and unlock more stuff, and it's just typical of a game in that era, but I want more now. It would be nice, uh, and it's super cool that we're getting a Tony Hawk remastered in September, so, you know. I feel will... like that pushed Skate to do something. Probably, probably. They saw, they they heard about that, and they're like, we got, it's time. Just off the old bitch, <laughs> bring Pretty it much. back. They probably saw how, like, how stoked everyone was lost their shit is the yeah. correct term i think yeah and then uh so brenna has been uh antsy because i've been uh pretty lackluster discussing this uh the new star wars game has been announced coming from motive uh so motive before worked on the battlefront 2 campaign that they they were responsible for doing the whole campaign which was received okay like it, it was not bad but it was not great and so they are making a new Star Wars game called Star Wars Squadrons. We mentioned that. I think we mentioned it last week. Uh, we've mentioned it the past few weeks, to be honest. Yeah, that it was leaked and we didn't know the name and then we knew the name and then we had to wait to see what it looked like. And so then on Monday, we got a trailer and then Thursday, we got to see some gameplay. Uh, it was not true gameplay again, but, it, you know, it was the weird, you know, they show gameplay footage the f- um, like rendered footage get the fuck out of here yeah so it comes out on october 2nd i think it comes out right in the first week of first couple days of october which is awesome good timing uh and it is not a 60 dollars game it is a 40 dollars game so that price tag alone already got my attention like you're not you're not blowing smoke up in my ass this sounds like a reasonably priced game it's gonna have two campaigns uh and it has a full multiplayer section additionally um there's something else about it i don't know brenda what what else was there um you had customizable characters for your ship you had parts i think they said over 50 different parts that you can add to it i don't know that the customization for the ships is really that much it looked like it was just changing the color which is okay well, they have like a like a tech, you know, quote tech tree for the ships, so you can right. like modify your engines and your weapons and your shields to kind of give the ship the handling and the the power that you want it to have. 
Right. Uh, and they have four different ships for each side, Empire and New Republic. Uh, and that's who you play as in the campaign. You pick uh, either New Republic or Empire. You can play both. And so, you know, the New Republic is trying to squash the Empire and unite the galaxy after Endor. And then the remnants of the Empire are trying to do the opposite. They're trying to squash, you know, the New Republic and restore the Empire. So it looks really cool. It The story the, looks good. Like I'm, I like the UI for it because it's not really like in your face. It's like it, it, the screens in front of you are telling you exactly what you need. They're not useless, but they have a lot of stuff going on. It's a it's a flight sim style UI. So they've built all the information you need into the actual ship's console, much like if you were flying the ship yourself. So it gives you that more realism feel. Uh, you'll be able to tweak your ship's uh, settings, you know, mid match. So like, you know, if you're uh, if you're not doing enough damage, you could lessen your shields to boost weapons, you know, all sorts of Star Warsy stuff like that, which is very cool to see. Again, there'll be customization of your pilot and your ship to make it just, you know, that much your own. The online looks pretty great, though. The fact that, you know, it's going to be like a five person or a four person squadron and five person. And um, I don't know, like you can all have your ships set up to complement each other. In order yeah, to take so, down things. Yeah, so you like build your team and then your team goes up against an enemy team. There will be AI fighters as well. Uh, and then it's basically like destroy the other team's capital ships. It's going to be so much fun. The capital ships are blasting the, you know, the air, you know, fighters screaming around. It looks cool. And I, I saw some clips too where they pull some sweet maneuvers. Like he's flying one way and he does like a handbrake turn. And none of this is realistic in terms of physics, but... You, you know, would pass out. You would actually pass out. It's sci-fi and it's Star Wars, so it doesn't really fucking matter. They do some cool stuff where they like accelerate through explosions and whatnot. And Brenna's not a Star Wars person, so when Brenna's excited to play a Star Wars game, you know it's gotta be pretty decently good. It just looks so it looks like a lot of fun. Now I was telling Jamie, um, you know, for someone that doesn't do flight sim simulators and doesn't have a lot invested in Star Wars. There's just enough to keep me interested for a long time, but it's not so complicated and so bogged down with UI and all these crazy things that I don't want to play it or that it seems like too much for me to pick up. It seems like just the right amount to keep me interested. And obviously for all the people that are huge fans of it, enough for them to say, yes, this is a true Star Wars game. Well, and it's it's priced well. $40 is no one's going to bat an eye at $40. No. $60, people might be a little hesitant, like, oh, it's another EA Star Wars game. But $40, that immediately dissuades a lot of people, uh, you know, diffuses their yeah. attentions. They've already stated no microtransactions. Everything in the game is earned purely through playing the game, uh, including customization stuff. I'm sure they will probably eventually add some sort of premium currency you could purchase that's just the way gaming is now yeah. but you know again it's all as long as it's all for cosmetic stuff i could give a fuck yeah i honestly could give a fuck i just the six well the 40 dollar price tag for me it just makes me think about what the dlcs are going to be like so that's where i'm excited that and that's what i have my fingers crossed for i want to see i want to see more ships I want to see more game modes. 
And then I would love to see bigger battles. That would be that, that would, would be, be really great. Cool. Linking up with other squadrons. I mean, this is the way to do a game. A game like this. This is the way to do it. Release it for $40. Base game. So you can start adding things on. Keeping the money flowing. Keeping the customers happy. Adding on DLCs. Adding on more modes. This is the way I'm to do it. Yeah, I'm totally fine. If you're going to ship your game for an under full price and you're going to add shit later, I am on board with that. Because to me, that says this is not a full and complete game, $40, you know, and I, I get that some people release games for 20 and 30 and et cetera, and they're full and complete games. But when it's coming from a AAA studio that you has a history of using, you know, releasing lots of DLC for their games, this makes me a little bit happier because if I'm going to buy a actual $60, a full $60 price game, it better be a complete game because that's what $60 says to me. Right. Is that I expect this to be complete. Yes, there might be DLC in the future, but it's extra added on. It's not core elements of the game. So the $40. I don't know that games like this need to be $60 either, though. Because there's no real storyline. I mean, there kind of is. There's a story that you're going to play through, but it's not like super in-depth, you know? You don't walk it's around a world, you fly around this area. Yeah, you're destroying other fighters on different missions, so you have a little bit of cutscenes in between the missions. But at the end of the day, you're just blowing shit up in space. Fun. Yeah. So, and maybe if we're really lucky, they will uh, add some Clone Wars stuff. But it'll be a DLC eventually. There's no way. I hope so. I hope so. I love ARC-170 fighters. God, they're just absolute. They're just like flying behemoths. Hold on, let me. Uh, oh, my God. They're, He's typing. they're absolutely hideous. And the, the fact that they take three people to fly one of these is just absurd. But uh, hold on, let's see. I'm trying to find a good picture. Could you imagine them adding something like a kill streak in there? Like, if you get enough damage, they'll, like, drop in certain things that are overpowered, you know, to help you or whatnot. I thought about that, and they didn't show any hero ships. So I'm actually, like, okay. I'm I'm honestly happy that it is just a strictly regular, like, fighter-based game. Mm -hmm. um, look in the, uh, the goose nest. Oh, we'll look in the goose nest. So that, that's... The weirdest-looking thing. That's in an, an attack position. So uh, the little the little wings fold down to be flat, like if you're if you're going for speed, but it has a pilot in the front, like a bomber or someone in the middle, and then it has a tail gunner. Like it's a it's a behemoth of a fighter. But uh, yeah, so I would love to see that, but I'm I'm pretty happy with what they have so far. Uh, for the New Republic, they have the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, the A-Wing, and the U-Wing. And each fighter fulfills a different role. So the X-Wing is your, is your basic all-around fighter. The A-Wing is your interceptor. It's built for speed. Uh, Y-Wing is your bomber, like normal. And then the U-Wing is your support ship. No word on what the support ships will do. My guess is like ferry troops. I don't know, but... I mean, maybe it would be cool if you could somehow use them like a med, like they repair things. Maybe you could find like a yeah, docking I station. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And then for the um, 
Empire, they have the TIE Fighter as their all-around uh, fighter ship. They have the TIE Interceptor as their... Uh, uh, interceptor. I don't know why I was struggling with that. I didn't so, yeah. They have the TIE Bomber as their <laughs> bomber. <laughs> Empire named it so well. And then they have the TIE Reaper... Uh, which is their support ship slash attack lander. So that's what makes me think like you're going to use the support ships to like land troops in the enemy's ship. That would be sick. So who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, it looks it looks good. The graphics are pretty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looks good. So uh, up next, unfortunately, unfortunately, Cyberpunk has been delayed. It's been pushed back from its September 17th release date to November 19th. Sad, sad days. I lost a piece of my soul when I saw this. Yeah, it made it made me sad too because because basically they said last time when they delayed it, they said the game's pretty much done. We just need more time to polish. Well, this time they specifically stated the game is 100% done. They have completed everything in development for the game. However, they still do not think it is up to snuff with the amount of content in the game that they want to spend additional time fixing bugs, balancing mechanics, and just applying general polish. Give me this fucking game, God. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it's extra salt on the wounds because like the last like month and a half they've been doing a countdown, like a, you know a, the number of days the till timer, yeah. and then they had to rewind the timer back like sixty days, and people were like, <laughs> "That hurts so bad." So at the end of the day, uh, you know, a delayed game is eventually good. A rushed game is never good. So. Give me this this game I guarantee you is already okay. I'm fine with the patch here and there. You know, I can I want it now and I don't mind if there's a few patches in the next 3 months. Give me give me the game. Give me it. It'll be good. And it it spreads it out a little bit better so it will make the fall a little bit easier in terms of like release dates. Like there's already quite a bit of things in September and You know what drives me nuts is I don't need it to be printed. I don't need it to be, you know, Put on a disc. I don't need that. Just release it out. You can do that for me. Just release it. So with that, we are going to log into the chat room and have a discussion with uh, Bob from the Red Diamond Career. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the chat room. And uh, this week's episode, we are joined by Bob from the Red Red Diamond Courier podcast, which is a uh, Elder Scrolls Online podcast. Welcome, Bob. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, glad you could uh, glad you could stumble out of bed for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, doing doing our best over here. You know, it's it's quarantine. It's lockdown. You got to do what you can when you can. Exactly, man. So you know, morning. It's all good. We're here. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting it. We're getting it done. So we're gonna we're gonna dive right on it. So Elder Scrolls is obviously th your thing. MMOs, RPGs, that's your that's your big focus. So we kind of tailored this week's topic to that. 
Uh, cool. So when it comes to games, replayability is a huge deal. You know, people always want to be able to go back, try new things, new builds, etc. So with that in mind, what is some of the oddest or funniest playthroughs you've ever done in a RPG or Elder Scrolls game? Oh, man. Uh, so I started with Oblivion. And oh. <laughs> yeah, right. A purist. Yeah, that's the way to go. I mean, some would say Morrowind was more of a purist than that, but I was too young, I guess. So I haven't really done like a tremendous amount of playthroughs. I'm more of like, I start the one, you know, character and I'm just like, I need to do literally everything in the game on this one character. That's how I do it. Yeah, right. But lately, actually, I've gone back into Oblivion and I've always watched, you know, it's my friends, but lately, you know, people on Twitch, etc., just making goofball characters and messing around and having fun. So I've always kind of wanted to do that. So now I have this dude with like bright blue hair and this like, you know, odd slender looking face. And it's just <laughs> like it fits Oblivion perfectly, honestly, if you, you know, take in the rest of the NPCs looks. So, yeah, I'm having fun with that and uh, just running around smacking people with a sword and still also being a necromancer so oh, oh, nice. there you go there you yeah, go i just remember in mind the campaign and everything and being completely bored deciding to turn into a werewolf and kill literally everyone in the area <laughs> and ended up killing like everyone that could have given him a quest and so around like i really i'm like everything so he could an old digging wow that sucks. That does suck. That happens though in those games. You kill some of the quest givers, man, and you are screwed. Yeah. Oh man, and they don't respawn either. They never come back. But yeah. I know there's a couple. I know there's a couple you can never kill. Like just some of them were just they would go into that little weird crouch phase, and then they would just sit there for a little bit, and then they just come back and just start beating on you again. Yeah, I know for sure like Skyrim got a little better with that, but Oblivion was pretty unforgiving, man. Yeah. Like, you can kill whoever you want. And I know Morrowind, like if you kill certain NPCs, it's just like, all right, the game's over. Like you, you ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Uh so for me, Skyrim was my first uh Elder Scrolls game. And it was my first real RPG. I didn't have it was also my first console, Xbox 360. Um and so I, I always took it pretty seriously when I played and I'm a big fan of archery. So I went with like a very hardcore like archer build and I did like the whole like uh, Dark Brotherhood quest line to get the Nightingale armor. So I, I just rolled around in that like a super edge lord um, <laughs> doing that. But, uh, you know, as I've gamed more over the years, I start to, you know, mess around a little bit. So. I played Terra for a while and in Terra I was this I was this cute little chubby like raccoon. It was he's not it's not cute. It was very weepy <laughs> and gross and it, it was, disturbed no, me no, to no. my you're core. Thinking, you're thinking of the rabbit girl. This was the raccoon. I was an actual raccoon and I chose the berserker class. So I wielded like this massive uh two-handed greatsword, like ultra greatsword. So the raccoon just kind of like flips and rolls through the air with the momentum of the sword. <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> to watch. Uh, and then currently I'm playing Temtem a lot on stream. 
and I made random ass character for Temtem. I called him Brick Lion, and <laughs> he's got this bizarre hairdo. He runs around shirtless in gray sweatpants, just catching. It's basically Pokemon online. So he's running around catching Pokemon, and I'm only catching the the strongest and most buffest of Pokemon. So I look for all the melee fighters, all the, you know, the real boxer ones. And I just try and like role play as him. And that's been a lot of fun. It's stupid, silly. <laughs> that's cool, though, man. It's cool that you could like try and get into something like that. Even with ESO, I have a hard time trying like the role play and like building a character and a story for it and everything. Yeah, it's, it could be really challenging. To, I've never really like actually role played in the game before until i've gotten to like you know streaming and mm -hmm. doing like temtem because i was like well you know it's it's pokemon it's not really super entertaining to watch so there's got to be something i can do to spice it up seems like a pretty good idea yeah i thought so it was working pretty well so digressing now brennan and i are both pretty against elder scrolls online yeah, I heard I, that uh, last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got the game when it first came out because I had high expectations. I was like, MMO Skyrim, you know, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, and I was thoroughly disappointed, as you can imagine, <laughs> at launch. Uh, and so I've never gone back. I played it for a couple months when it came out, and then I have never gone back, never uh, reinstalled it, never even looked at it. Uh, and I understand now it's gotten much better. They've had several expansions come out. So uh, so make make the case for Elder Scrolls Online to us. What what is what should bring us your back? favorite things? Like what yeah. are you what brings you to it? Uh, perfect. Yeah, I totally expected you guys to ask me that after <laughs> I heard Brenna just totally rip ESO down last episode. I was like, cool. Um, so I'm a yeah, Elder Scrolls fan, so it's like it really hurt me. <laughs> no, 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 fair enough. I feel you, and um, yeah, so at launch, it did it had its problems, and I also went into it kind of like, oh man, Skyrim online, like I can't wait for this. And um, going along with that, I made my character over in you know the Skyrim faction, and I wanted to go to Whiterun and everything. I remember the first day being like, where is, is Whiterun? Like, why is it not in this game? Like, what is happening? And then I remember my other friends being like, dude, you can't play on that faction. Like, you can't even play with us. You have to come over here. It's like, oh my God, this is so confusing. I don't understand anything in this game. And um, all my friends very quickly stopped playing it. <laughs> like, they all fell off. And I kind of was just, I got into it with, the questing was the first real thing that got me into it mm -hmm. um, because that's what drove me in Skyrim a lot was just clearing every single quest, all the story, the lore. And um, the other thing that really grabbed me at the start was I remember I was waiting for a quest that was actually so broken that no one in the game could do it at that point. And everyone was just standing around there so people would just end up like hanging out and people grouped up and they're like hey you guys want to go into pvp and then i became just a crazy eso pvp addict and probably just only played pvp for a good couple of years there but the game has grown and uh a lot of people are coming back but 
if I was going to make an argument, especially to like people who already like the Elder Scrolls universe, to really find something that you could uh, latch onto in ESO or something that you could really enjoy, is the universe there itself of Tamriel is so huge now, and it goes beyond a lot of uh, what you could do in the single player games, even just like the regions and everything. So if you read some lore in Skyrim about, you know, Valimwood or High Rock, you know, the Dureni Tower, these are all things that you could go physically adventure in, in in ESO in Tamriel. So, I mean, the lore is constantly growing in front of you. And as someone who has like gotten super into the lore recently i've been like wow i never even realized how much of the universe really is there for you to go explore and you to really like the quest for each each region are very culture based for every race and um now they have stuff like antiquities where you could get stuff that is like specific to regions so it really drives you to adventure the whole world. And I guess the one thing that might still turn people off that are still super into like the single player games is the MMO side of it. But I mean, you know, turn off text chat and just pretend all those other guys are just weirdos in the world, you know, running around too. We have weirdos yeah, in guess, our world too, right? Yeah, I guess that's You're one way wrong. to look at it. Yeah. We, have a whole state, we have a whole state of weirdos. It's called Florida. <laughs> uh. So I guess I have a personal question. Um, as someone who's been talking to obviously all these people that are playing, you know, big Bethesda fans, which I am too, and um, have been playing ESO a lot. If I go back to it, is Greymore even like worth? Because it's it's a playable or a purchasable, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. newest chapter, so it's right. generally around like thirty or forty dollars. So if I understand this correctly, Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls Online itself is free to play but you just have to buy the expansions, correct? Not necessarily, no. It never has gotten to the point where it's fully free to play. I think the base game, if you're going on Steam, is probably like $10, $15 now, and that probably comes with like Morrowind and maybe Somerset even at this point. So mm -hmm. it gives you some of the previous chapters along with it, but there is still an initial price for the base game. Okay. Okay, is Morrowind no... worth it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, Morrowind is definitely awesome. Like I said, I never oh, played it. Are sorry, I meant to say Greymore. Yeah, because yeah. I honestly, Greymore got like shoved down my throat. I don't know how <laughs> Instagram had like so many slots for it, but I swear it was like every other scroll I saw, it was Greymore. Yeah, um, just as far as like looking at it as going back to kind of Skyrim and like just the zone aesthetic and everything, it's really kind of blew me out of the water because I was not like, yeah, Skyrim, I can't wait to go back. I was like, okay, you know, cool. Yeah, I've been to Solitude a billion times. Let's go back there. But it really looks good. And uh, even today, after not today, but last night, after I'd been out like, I was doing antiquities and a bunch of other zones and then I finished it off in Skyrim and I got back there and just like, it looks so fresh and good and it's clearly the newest zone. So it's going to look graphically 
the best, but it just really hits you with like the Skyrim feel. And um, there's, you know, areas like Dragon Bridge and Solitude and uh, Morthal and it all like you really take it in and it's been a lot of fun just to go back through and do that kind of stuff and i don't even really like i'm not super into the uh vampire lord thing but getting to fight them has been really cool so yeah i remember when uh skyrim released that vampire pack and i was like this is not fun to play like at all <laughs> so me? i love the vampire pack i love oh. all the, the dawn guard stuff and the uh, the vampires gear and i love the recruiting of armored trolls that you could just have just an armored troll the armored trolls were cool i can't lie about that it was way better than any other pet in any video game like come <laughs> on you got dogs i have an armored troll sir <laughs> i mean honestly though the the mods that came out uh eventually where you could have like a bear playing a banjo following <laughs> you constantly thomas or, like Thomas the Tank Engine was also in there. Those are all good stuff. Okay, you you piqued my you piqued my interest. I'm I'm as soon as we're done with this, I'm probably gonna look it up on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. the The tough part though is because I got it like I got the disc copy, so I have to figure out like oh, where's my product and stuff, or where's my account <laughs> login. You know, you I got, think I got oh, it on PlayStation like a million years ago. So. I have it on all the platforms now because I'm just insane. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you're probably a part of all sorts of groups, and it doesn't. It my guess is it probably doesn't have crossplay, so you bounce between. It doesn't. Yeah, you probably bounce between the different groups. Uh, but that's cool. That's cool. One of the things I remember that always sticks out of my mind of how bad it was at launch was that it was infected with uh, hackers, and <laughs> the hackers would run around under the world mining all the resources and so i'd be doing like you know i'm big into crafting so i'm mm -hmm. always like well let you know i want to go and you know do blacksmithing you know let's make some cool armor and weapons and stuff so you know i'm running around trying to find you know little things to craft and you see one you run up to it, and then it disappears that's like, right you know what the hell that was that was just one thing that always stuck out in my mind but yeah there was a ton of broken quests at launch i remember i would pick up quests all the time and someone would be like hey you just you just can't complete it right now <laughs> um and that yeah. was one thing that sucked about it being kind of more mmo like lockdown style back then because if you hit a wall like that you're screwed but now when whereas you could just travel anywhere it's almost more overwhelming than it was back then there's so much to do and like if you have people farming you know resource nodes and or taking treasure chests then you could just go to a different zone and everyone's got their own you know, zone that they love uh, chilling in. I always chill in Grotwood. I don't know. Valenwood is, speaks to me. Fair enough. Okay. It, sound, it sounds like it's much improved uh, on wherever it was. Was that like 2013 that it came out? I think, yeah, 14 on PC. Yeah, I'm thinking. Console. I think you're right. I think 14. Yeah, because Skyrim came out in 2011. And so then like a couple years later, they came out with their online. Yeah. Well, good stuff. That's good to hear. You piqued our interest. Yes. And when she says that she'll be on Steam after this looking at it, she isn't lying. Like, no, I was thinking about, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna play our we're gonna play our little game. We're gonna do the uh, the sixty second download, cool. and uh, so I'm gonna ask you a couple you know a bunch of questions. Answer as many as you can uh, before time runs out. Brenna, Sounds good. Can we actually have a sixty second timer this time? I got it. I got it this time. How many did Brian to... answer last week? Am I trying to beat him? Is is there a you know DL crown that I'm trying to get? Ooh, you know what? we should do that. You know what we might <laughs> we might design a little crown. I like that. There you go. I like all that. All right, all right. Depending on your answers, we'll 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 score you at the we'll score you at the end. Fair enough. We're right, completely you, biased too, so be careful. <laughs> what did you even set it to last time? Did you set it to sixteen seconds? Thirty. I set oh, okay. it to thirty, like an idiot. All right. Okay. Sixty seconds. All right. All right. You're on Count the clock. Three, two, one, and go. What is your favorite childhood game? Oh man. Uh, let's go with Pokemon. Pokemon, that's a classic. That's a good one. Uh, this is a loaded question. What's your favorite current game? Oh, man, loaded. Definitely Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. Do you have another game that you like to play as well? Um, I guess if I had to say an off game right now, it would probably be Animal Crossing. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, your go-to gaming snack and drink. <laughs> that I'm pretty uh, classic gamer. That's going to be like Doritos and Mountain Dew, no doubt. There you go. What is your gaming character crush? Oh, man. You know, I heard you guys ask, ask Brian this one last week, and I was like, God, I don't even know who I, I would answer. But I think I'm going to have to go with Serana because she still holds a special place in my heart. And that is time. Oh, wow. We didn't even get very far. No, both of you guys are like so casual and you're like, oh, that's great. Oh, really? You too? Well, that's real fantastic. I was like, I thought this was like a family feud type situation. I I should probably do the questions, to be honest, because you'll just like chat it up. (laughs) I know. I'm a chatty Kathy. I I think we got as far as he did in the 30 seconds last week. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. I'll ask you a couple more, though. Uh, console or PC? I am a console boy, for sure, all mm. the way. But Fail. I do Fail. build a uh, new badass PC here a okay. couple oh. weeks ago. So. Well, then I have a secondary, yeah. AMD or Intel? Uh, AMD. All Good right, man. then you've returned. Yeah, redeemed yourself. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, follow up on that. RBG, RGB, or no RGB? <laughs> Oh, definitely RGB, dude. Okay. All right. Do you run the full rainbow unicorn vomit? Um. So the uh, the in the one of the cooler fans here was rainbow for a while, but I finally got it to normal blue. I'm going for like blue and orange. So those are my Ooh, colors. Very nice. But the I ram haven't... is still rainbow, and I hate uh... it. <laughs> uh, I have this like huge grand idea of doing. Um, matte black, rose gold, and white. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Orange and black are more of my colors, but uh, I need Orange, to do a new. Go, I, man. I need to do a new build. Uh, all right, and then one last question, or two more actually. Your uh, favorite gaming system of all time? Ooh, man, that one is tough. I think I might have to go with. Oh, man, that's really tough. I probably will have to go with the Xbox 360, but the Sega Dreamcast also is one of my all-time faves. 
the the Nintendo 64 holds a special place in my heart, but I would probably go 360 as well. I just have I have so much so many memories from gaming on a 360. Yeah, you know same. what my random one is is the PSP because I had that. Was the shit. I was so jealous of anybody that had one of those. I had like Grand Theft Auto Vice Cities on there and like NAS- a NASCAR racing game, which is where I feel like I can drive better just because they painted the apex lines on there for you. So now I take corners like no other. NASCAR is what it's all about. Just saying. <laughs> all right. One last question. Who is your favorite content creator right now? Whether it's like podcasts, streams, YouTube, someone that you really speaks to you and you really like to go and watch their stuff or listen. Man, there's a lot I could go with. Um, I'll probably go with um, there's this one ESO content creator, Zynode, and mm-hmm. he streams on Twitch, does, you know, build videos and like all that stuff. And one thing I really like about his content is that whereas there are some of the like really top tier content creators, a lot of their stuff, a lot of their builds are very similar. He does like more kind of off the wall stuff where he's still you know, hitting the same numbers as these other guys, but it's just with different kind of ideas and build ideas. And ESO has probably, a, you know, thousands of sets at this point. So there's all yeah. kinds of combinations you could do. And Very I cool. like how he goes against the meta. Right. I always appreciate people that do that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to kind of wind it down. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your show and then uh, plug any of your uh, plug any of your content or your social media or whatever. Cool, cool. So, yeah, uh, me and Dog Bark 24 we do the Red Diamond Courier. It is all about Elder Scrolls Online, and we go through um, different zones and trials, dungeons, all that kind of stuff, giving you all the information you can need to go into those things and, you know, be a total badass and get everything that you need to do done. And we also every week bring the uh, pvp scores from every platform from all six servers so if you want to know where your faction stands in the uh, war of cyrodiil then we are definitely the show for you to come hang out and check out and also me and dog have been playing for i've been playing since drop dog's been playing for like three years so we try to bring as much information as we can and if uh, you know, a lot of veteran knowledge. Very cool. Very cool. And then uh, where, are you, where are you social media wise? I know you stream on Twitch. We follow each other, uh, all that. Yeah, we both hit affiliate like almost the same same day. I know. <laughs> I know. It's good stuff, man. It's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm over there, Bob underscore Chichinsky. And it's the same on Twitter. And I am on there all day long. So if you ever have any... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online questions and stuff like that. You can hit me up there. Also, part of the Robots Radio Discord. Great place. Um, These guys are there, too. So, yeah, you could always hit me up there. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, it's been a uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You've uh, you piqued our interest about Elder Scrolls. So you might see us. You might see us on there soon. Hey, man, I've got it on PC and I'm in the Robots Lorecast Discord. So there you go. the, The guild. We will hit you up if we uh, if we log into Tamriel. Sounds good. All righty, thank you, man. Have a uh, good rest of your day. You too. Welcome back, everybody. That was a uh, 
Stop making weird faces. I almost said stop playing with your tongue, but that would have been real bad. Yeah. Um, we had a nice discussion with Bob. Bob is a cool dude. Bob actually lives not too far from us, which is even cooler. I didn't know we had any hosts that lived in SoCal. So uh, we're going to meet up with him at some point. That will be fun. Uh, but we're going to dive on into uh, news you might have missed. So Fortnite launched their new season. Pretty much the whole map is underwater, which, you know, what is this game? I watched the trailer and I was just, what is this? But additionally, they have completely removed cop cars from the game. Completely. Cannot yeah. be found at all. I mean, these, there are a few people that are saying there is a lot of cars that have been removed from the game, but specifically it makes... It's who gives a shit about some random to like mock Toyota car that gets removed. Like, yes, the fact that police cars are gone and Epic is choosing not to say anything about it. Yeah, they they declined to comment on why they removed police cars, which is shady. That's weird. Why not just say it like you removed it for a reason? Just come out and say it. This is your opportunity to we either back it or not. Yeah, which makes me a little sad that that there were doing that with games like <sighs> defund the police is the whole thing right now i know i get it but like it's a video game it's a fucking that, no but there's a point that's the point we see things there that's why everyone is like you know we need more black main people so that's why they had the spider-man game come out you know ellie is gay we need more visibility in general so that's why I know, but it's fun in games to be goofy and ride around in cop cars with the sirens. Come on, you can't tell me the sirens aren't fun. And then beat the shit out of strippers. This isn't GTA. We but don't, it is, we don't. you do that in GTA. <laughs> you do a lot of things in GTA. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's There's a the, lot of shit happens. of all of them. Seriously. Seriously. Makes me think of... Uh, Hardline. Do you remember Battlefield Hardline? Yes. Roll around in the cop cars. It, it was, I had a stupid amount of fun. You're just driving in this black SUV, sirens blazing, and the in car stereo is just blasting that song like, whoo, the sound it's of the, the police. Of police. <laughs> so you're just racing around the map in that. And then you just like roll up on a building and your whole squad jumps out. And it's the sound of the beast. And you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. It's too fun. So I get it. But it's <sighs> the world sucks. It really does sometimes. <laughs> this really, I need to say at certain points. No one can be happy. No, no. one can be happy. No. The only true happiness is death. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great mediator. We went real dark real quick. <laughs> Edge Lord over here. <laughs> Uh, Riot has partnered with LGBTQ uh, company It Gets Better Project. Uh, also, I have a real problem with that name. It Gets Better Project? Yeah. What's your problem with the name? What? Like, It Gets Better? I don't know matter. that I necessarily like that for like a LGBTQ million letters after this plus. Uh, movement. I don't know. It's just a weird name. It gets better. That's like something that your friend that doesn't know what's going on tells you. Well, they're they're trying to be positive, you know, high suicide rates and everything. That's like what that's like what you say. It gets better. 
that's the whole point is they're trying to is they're trying to they're trying to impact youth and instill hope okay calm down up here i'm just reading what it says that is their mission it is an organization for making a global impact for lgbtqia plus youth and instilling hope through storytelling yes i really don't like all the extra letters like i love how this is a whole story about riot and lgbtq and then we can't just talk stop talking about the letters we have this conversation every time we every talk time. About it. the community time. is just getting out of hand it's too many letters too, too many much. letters need to get rid of the people that are doing it because it's trendy but you know why we had the plus before yeah, uh, we added more. The plus meant everything. That meant everyone. You can't keep adding letters and then the plus is redundant. Anyways, okay, we're done with this. But so, also, screw you, Riot, because you have so many things against you. Like, you just settled cases about, like, abuse of women in your workplace, and you're like, we support the gays. No, no, you don't. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's coming from Riot, it's a PR stunt. It's not, uh... And it's not impure. There's no pure intentions here, unfortunately. Their digital pride experience, did you see what they were running? It's the stupidest shit I think I've seen in my life. Yeah. GBM, they're going to do a fitness hour? What? Self-expression through cosplay at 3 p.m. With a DIY challenge. Music hour with KDA and True Damage at 4 p.m. And then at 5 p.m., a game night. Hosted by writers on It Gets Better's Twitch channel. These are just things that none of them is are promoting anything. None of them are. I don't. I mean, I'm gonna have to watch it to see. But what? Yeah. Look, it's down at the bottom, down near the bottom, below the right thing. It says LGBTQ plus young people. They left off the IA. <sighs> the paragraph that starts with Pride as a month. Why can't we do that? <laughs> I mean, like queer is supposed to be all encompassing. So no, Brenna, they want to have their labels. They want to be labeled. Yes, yes, yes. They want to be put in boxes and defined. But there's so many different ways. Oh, and you know what? Never mind. We don't need to go into sociological things that go on with that. It's just funny to me that a movement that's all about undefining themselves from, you know, societal norms is literally just redefining themselves. Well, everything is made up as a social contract, so none of this actually really truly matters. I know, because death is dun, the dun, dun. greatest adventure. Oh my god, I swear to god. <laughs> uh, additionally, Kingdom Hearts is getting a uh, new game called Melody of Memory, and it is a rhythm uh, music game. Nobody asked. <laughs> Nobody asked. Nobody uh, but probably one of the most exciting things to see is we're getting fucking Pokemon Snap too, motherfuckers. I I'm love ready it. to take some pictures of some goddamn Pokemon. It looks really pretty. It does. I, I it love does. all the games that people are super excited about, like Temtem, Pokemon Snap, Animal Crossing, which are like these like goofy cartoon games that were probably targeted for like kids. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, Temtem. Released on Nintendo 64 in 1999, Pokemon Snap is a photo safari spin-off of the monster collecting RPG. So now we get a new one. My question is, when are we going to get a new Pokemon Stadium? 
I just I want to yeah. do something. I want battles in an arena. I know. I want more of like a storyline, I think. I want them to do like a full RPG. That'd be so cool. Like a full art, like full customizable character, full customizable everything. Like you can change the color of your Pokeballs, the way that your belts are set up, the way that your Pokedex looks. Like I want a fully immersive world. I think we're, I think we're working that way. I think with the most recent one, we're working there, but it's not fast enough. No. And it's, and and why it's drag still, it out? we're going to eat no. up every little crumb that they give us. I know. And the fact that people keep buying Pokemon year after year when it's basically just the same game with a slightly new skin, it makes me sad. Pokemon could be so much better. Yeah. Uh, but it is still Pokemon, you know. So good. You know what I thought? I've been uh, I've been practicing drawing Pokemon style. I was going to draw versions of you and me as trainers. Fantastic. And then I was going to give myself a Growlithe. As my Pokemon, you know. Okay. Big cat. So what was mine gonna be? Swana. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. It's got like a million heads, doesn't it? No. I'm gonna link it to you. It's it's like an angry fucking looking swan. <laughs> like Sounds I was bad. I spent so much time trying to think about a Pokemon for you. And because I didn't think there was a goose Pokemon, but sure enough. <laughs> There is. Okay, my the best part about the photo that got sent to me is the fact that their wings are like put on their hips, like it's Cecily standing there. And then look, it's got like the multicolored feathers, so you can tell that it's feminine. Like it's good. <laughs> that bitch is pissed. That's you. That'll, that'll be your Pokemon. I think so. I'll stand next to it in the same pose. Oh, yes. With the hands on the hips. Yes, it'll be fantastic. Uh, PlayStation 5 has confirmed that the PS5 is so fucking large because they need extra room for cooling. Glad it only took them three console generations to figure that one out. I mean, the PS3, the original one, was massive. Yeah, but it's still overheated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I literally would drip sweat. Like, it would be like the swampiest, humid... Like, you just stepped into, like, some Missouri swamp when you walked into my room. It was disgusting. I like the way you even said that with a little twang, Missouri. Missouri. Uh, and additionally, the PS4 was also incredibly hot, and it was incredibly loud, too. Yeah. Kind of like you turned on a jet turbine. Oh, when the fans started to go, it was like, this, I'm scared this thing's gonna blow up. Yeah. yeah. It might just take off, like, fly into the air. Oh, God. Defuse the bomb. Defuse the bomb. <laughs> Oh, like I, lo I love that meme I sent you. That was a good one. That was oh. a good one. Uh, so basically, it all comes down to heating. That's the reason why it's so much larger. And if you look at the pictures, like it's almost like a third taller than the Xbox Series X. Like it's it's a significantly sized. Yeah, um, I'm mean, I'm okay with it. Honestly, I don't care. It can be bigger. It's they're turning into like mini ITX builds. So. If it's close to a mini ITX build size, that's fine by me. I mean, it, I have actually, it's actually the same size as like the mini ITX. So I actually saw Origin just posted a picture that's the same size as one of their mini towers. Exactly. I mean, I have like a mid-sized chassis. I love how this OEM, like the Leon Lee, is technically a mid-sized chassis, but it's literally like a crate. It's massive. So I'm okay with a little small one. 
Yeah. So with uh with there being no Comic-Con this year, which is unfortunate, it's the, like the first time in their almost 70 years that they've been doing it. Uh, all the companies have all these collectible figures that they've manufactured specifically for Comic-Con that are only sold at Comic-Con, and now they have nothing to do with them. Well, you can buy them now. So they are for sale uh, so far. Quite a few have been announced for pre-order. They're adding more and more every day. So, so far, you can get some Dragon Ball Z. They got some Naruto. They got else? a lot. They got a lot of Overwatch. I wanted to look at the Overwatch ones because there's a couple Overwatch ones I wouldn't mind owning. What uh, is the space one? All humans die, must die or something. Mm-hmm. That's one of them on there. Yeah. Oh, man. Some of those Overwatch ones are pretty legit. They have a lot of Overwatch ones. A lot. There's a lot of Overwatch. A lot of Overwatch. More, dra- more Dragon Ball. Yeah, the Destroy All Humans. Destroy All Humans. That's what it was. $400 for the the top this is, tier. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, but it comes with like a backpack. But it's like the alien that's holding on to you. It's kind of cool. And it has but like... This is where I saw the golfing. Oh, uh, is this where you saw the golfing? The yeah, stat- they, statues in it are pretty cool. I actually, I actually love that backpack, like low key. It's that's a raver backpack right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they got Star Wars Squadron stuff on here. I already pre-ordered. So, hmm. oh yeah, PGA Tour Two K Twenty One. It's like a golf outfit. Like, why would I want to? Why would I want to buy that? It's actually nice to see that they're bringing back uh a new uh, golf game because it's been EA canceled their golf series. So it's nice that someone's picking it up because golf games are actually kind of fun. Like They're kind of fun. Like Jamie and I have been playing golf with friends and uh, granted, this is a much goofier game. And I love that we will just like, I go really hard because it's just fun and hilarious. And I, we definitely start cussing at each other more than we have in any other game. But uh, I, I would, I'm totally gonna play PGA Tour. Like, not gonna I, I lie. I would play that too. Are you kidding me? It'd be cool if we could do like a online where I versus you. Yeah, they can. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they got Lego Mario stuff. Fucking Lego Mario. Lego Mario? Up. What the hell? It's so wholesome. It looks so good. <laughs> I'm still scrolling. There's just so much shit. There's so much. So much. So go and uh, check it out if you really want a collectible. There's a ton of them, but they are definitely going fast. Uh, Persona 4 Golden came out this week on Steam, and it is the highest purchased and highest played Japanese RPG game on PC ever in uh, on Steam. It's been rocking over 30,000 concurrent players uh, the last couple days. I actually even streamed some of it last night. I've watched some Persona, and I'm a fan of anime. I was actually having a good time. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, It's very, you know, God, voice. Jesus. Yeah, clear it out. It's very Japanese, um, but that's part of the reason why I love it. It's it's funny. What Japan, Japan does high school cringe so well. They do so well. Like I love watching like the high school slice of life shows and just everything just really relates. Like a dueling anime where they're in high school and it's just hilarious. Where they have like cards they duel with duel with, I think. 
I actually just watched that. It's yes, it's it's hilarious. Uh, hold on. That one's so weird. It was it is super weird. It was really odd to watch, but it was good. I watched both seasons. Yeah. Let me, let me go and find it. What's it? It's a uh, Kakiguri. <laughs> yep, Kakiguri. Yeah, it's the whole premise is it's a it's a high school where you establish your rank in the school through gambling. Yeah. God, some of that is so good. It's so good. So question for you. Um, I am a gamer. That is not even a quarter of a weeb. Uh, would I like and be able to play a Persona 4 Golden? It's a it's a visual novel, first and foremost. So it's a lot of it's a lot of talking and just sitting there clicking through talking. So you have to like watching anime to like Persona. But there's still like gameplay elements. But uh, I was having a blast playing it on stream last night. It was it was silly. It was fun. Uh, it ultimately comes down to the story and the Persona games tell a good story. Like I played it for two hours and it, it felt like nothing. So uh, I look forward to playing more of that. Yes. So I think, yes, you might enjoy it. I ha do have an anime that I want you to watch with me at some point. It's called uh, RE Life. And there's this whole thing, this whole trend with these RE shows, but it's like you die and you get, you know, you get a new life somewhere else, usually in a fantasy world. There was one show that started it and then everyone jumped on this bandwagon. But this one, the feels. Okay. This one is like it, the show, the premise of the show is they find people who are struggling in their life, like in their, in their late twenties, uh, early thirties. And they're like, they real, they've realized that it's because of something that happened to them in high school. So they give them, high school again. they give them a pill that turns them into high school kids, but they have all their memories and experiences growing up. And so it gives them like a second chance then they roll them in high school and it gives them like a second chance to go through high school and try and improve themselves for when they become an adult again and go back. It was, it was good. It was really good. And then lastly, on a uh, sad and unfortunate note, um, last night I was browsing Twitter and all of a sudden people were posting left and right about uh, this guy, uh, say no to rage or lono and they were people were posting about interactions with him that uh they felt uh like they were you know sexually harassed or i don't think anyone ever went as far to say assaulted but just lots and lots of harassment and like almost like stalkerish vibes and there's a whole article that uh this one woman wrote and she wrote all of her experiences and she even you know, told him not to contact again. And people have been coming out left and right. Uh, games have been distancing themselves from him, saying that they're no longer going to interact with him. Uh, he's lost sponsorships. Uh, he made a statement uh, with his wife. He recorded it with his wife sitting next to him, wrote it down. And he, he said he wrote it down so it would sound more genuine and he could get all his thoughts collected, which, you know, at the same time, that's like what a normal human does. But everyone is was reading it as disingenuous that he just didn't speak from the heart, you know, just by saying what he was thinking. Uh, he since deleted it. It's no longer up. So people have been reposting it. So it's it's devolving quite uh, 
quite fast but bottom line and this is a huge problem throughout gaming uh Brennan and I have seen, Brennan's seen it, experienced it firsthand, but I've just seen it when we've played games together online sometimes. Um, you guys just need to fucking get a hold of yourselves. Like, yeah. seriously. It's like, it's like half the internet has never encountered a woman before. Apparently not. And they don't know how to act, so they act like absolute monkeys, like buffoons. Yeah, it's just, and I don't, I find content funny sometimes when I'm watching like, you know, Soviet Womble or some of these other like content creators. You're a very good sport about it. Well, yeah. And I just, it's like they, they do it a lot on stream and it's funny. People laugh at it. So then these 10 year olds pick it up and everyone else does it. And then it just keeps happening, happening, happening. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of dumb, honestly, at this point, it's like, like really like kitchen jokes are we in 2009 like come on like just get new shit you know what i mean and it just makes me laugh because most of the time people think that i'm like a 10 year old boy and i'm like no <laughs> sorry no i'm actually a 25 almost 26 year old woman so yeah you know, just saying yeah they're like oh you're an idiot and i'm like yeah I, t I teach i like i have a whole life you know no i'm not a moron and it's always been like this, like yeah. out of control. Anyways. Out of control. So you know who you are. Yeah. Fix it. I you know, Fix I it. can't stand the the people that are the the white knights, people that say they're like, oh, look at this white knight. And I'm like, no, it's a decent human being. Yeah, there's someone else in this chat that's like, just shut the fuck up, guys. Like you sound like idiots. Not like, oh, Usually me when I'm playing with you, if we're not yeah. just laughing, making fun of how absurd they are. I usually go for that route. It's just like laughing and playing along and just making them look completely stupid. Which we usually have more fun because then we start recording and they just like that one kid we played with on Siege. We got him like three matches in a row. How? I don't know, but he was losing it catatonic screeching oh good god and it was very very minimal prodding like he was already on the he edge was primed and ready to go like someone had ate his dino nuggets and he was really pissed seriously but um yeah so if you're interested in the say no rage you know go look him up on twitter i mean he'll probably end up making his twitter private here anytime now so but uh you know he he made a whole statement says he you know he acknowledges what he did and he was sorry and you know he says that you know he's not a predator that he's also a victim and what well he said that he was that he's been going to therapy for some time now after someone finally brought it forward to him and so you're not a piece of shit or but you probably still are well he said that he learned in therapy that all of these actions are a result of him being raped by his girlfriend years and years ago so that that's what he that was his justification I'm going to save everything inside of me. He said he said that's not an excuse, but he just wanted to let people know that. Okay. So. Upcoming game release dates. Uh, this week we had the EA reveal. We had Darius Cosmic Collection Arcade and Console, Elder Scrolls Online for Stadia, Curious Expedition, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 3, Pokemon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor, Namco Museum Archives Volume 1 and 2, EA Play, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls on Steam, 
Last of Us 2, and next week we have the Borderlands 3 Bounty of Blood DLC and the Control Foundation DLC. It's going to be pretty, there'll be a couple games in July, but between now and September, it's the it's the quiet time for game releases. There really isn't a whole lot. get real creative. <laughs> yeah, there isn't really a whole lot that comes out. So that is it for this week. Next week, we will be having Boris, a.k.a. Cornholio, on from the Destiny Show podcast. He's a very cool guy. Uh, he will be our guest, so we'll be talking uh, just gaming news in general, as well as a little bit of Destiny stuff. Uh, additionally, we are going to be releasing a E3 Reflection episode where we kind of look back at what was announced at E3 last year and what panned out, what you know, what happened. Uh, and that will release later this month because uh, I'm going to be gone for a week. So that will release uh, one of the weeks I'm gone because, you know, I won't be able to record. So uh, Hidden Blade trailer also dropped on Friday. So if you are a huge fan of Assassin's Creed or lore podcasts, go check that out. We're also on Twitter at Hidden Blade Pod. Can you stop doing things with your legs? I'm so inflexible. Put your foot down. Um and so that's uh, that's about it. Thank you guys for listening to the show. As always, can please continue to share it with your friends. Uh, you know, and if you really want to help us out, the biggest thing that you could do is tell a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's or give alone. us money. Just that kidding. alone makes us huge. Now, the money, the money kidding. is a, a non-issue. But to those of you that do give us money, we thank you very much. I will be messaging you this week, asking you to confirm your shipping addresses. So the first week of July, when I get back, everything should arrive and I will start shipping out Patreon stuff. Exciting. Yay. Uh, website's almost done. So uh, that's also great news. I'm just trying to tweak the tweak the store. Jen, Jamie has his mental health back with all that. <laughs> so thank you to those who support us on Patreon, Patches Play Games, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, and Old Straight Dog. And thank you to all those who support me on the stream, all of you subscribers. Uh, there's about 14 or 15 of you now. I don't have the list in front of me, but I will eventually. Uh, so thank you to those who support me through that. And uh, you can follow the podcast on your preferred listening platform. Like I said before, please drop a review if you can. And you can follow us on social media to keep up with all the latest that's happening. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DL Gaming News. And then if you want to follow us individually on Instagram, I am at DL underscore Jameson. And I am at DL underscore Mother Goose. And uh, just so you know, we might change the Instagram uh, from DL Gaming to Goose Cat just because we don't really use the Instagram and we can kind of use it to promote everything instead of just deal gaming. So just keep an eye out for that. Don't delete us if we see it change. Uh, and with that, good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. 
Myth is a podcast about the very soul of humanity. Join me each week as I explore stories from our history, from our mythologies, about what it means to be human. I'm your host, Tom, and Myth is available on every podcatcher anywhere. And if you're familiar with any of my other work, then you might realize that Myth is like a lore cast, but for humans. Join me each week on Myth. Myth.